Alright everybody, today's gonna be fun. Uh, you've heard me tease something called 4PI, and I've tried to explain this in another video, you can check it out right there. But today what we're gonna do is I'm gonna start diving through your ad accounts. So what we're gonna do is start off with three KPIs that you've been told are super important. And we're actually gonna unpack why they have absolutely no value at all. And then I'm gonna show you the only four metrics in Facebook that you need to know so that you can scale every week. Remember, 1% a day is 37X a year. 5% three times a week is 2X a month. Wherever you're at right now, we could be doing so much better. And it all comes down to the information you look at and the data you actually value. So this one's gonna be super fun. I'm gonna share my screen and I'm gonna dive into one of your ad accounts. This one comes from a great friend of mine, Stephen Bell. His brand is called Protect Wraps and let's just show it over here real quick, give him a shout out. By the way, if you want me to do one of these for your brand, uh, go ahead and drop it down in the comment section below. I'm always open and we're gonna be doing a lot more of these screen share brand deep dives. This is what it's like to get on a consulting call with me. And instead, I'm gonna share it with all of you for free. Let's go. Now, before we get started, I just wanna throw this up on the screen. There you go. That's the QR code to check out the Facebook Ads MBA program. Also, during this time, go ahead and like, subscribe, do whatever you want. If you're interested in absolutely leveling up to the point where you're gonna be better than 99% of people, you can make a six-figure income working part-time as a media buyer, and you never have to hire an ad agency ever again. That's the link. Uh, hundreds of people have done it. We have zero people that have ever asked for their money back. And the success rate of brands going from needing help or potentially going out of business to positioning themselves for an exit, hiring a lot more people and feeling way more secure. Well, it's <laughs> basically 100%. So it's like over 90%. Um, this is the ticket. So that being said, let's get to the video today. So let's start with the three primary KPIs that you've been told actually have any value. First one being CTR, click-through rate. This is the golden child of ad metrics, representing the percentage of people that saw an ad and actually clicked on it. It's like the applause meter for your ad's performance. But is a standing ovation always justified? Or more importantly, is a room full of crickets actually a bad thing? Second is ROAS, return on ad spend. Now, if you've been playing along the home game, you know that I don't value this metric at all, but let's break it down real quick. This is the big boss. It measures revenue for every dollar spent. It's the ultimate profitability indicator, but is it the real deal or just fool's gold? And lastly, conversion rate. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Dylan Ander. Uh, for heat map conversion rate optimization. Um, just, well, because we agree on conversion rates. Uh, and super great guy. Check out heatmap.com, by the way. This one's the deal sealer, showing the percentage of users that took the desired action after clicking on an ad. It's the grand finale of your ads journey. But is it the true measure of success? Well, hopefully I've asked these questions in a leading enough way that we can identify the answers unequivocally clear no to all of these things. 
Now, why do people value these KPIs so much? Well, what they're seen as the pillars of ad performance, guiding marketers on their quest to advertising nirvana. They're the compass pointing towards higher engagement, greater profits, and successful conversions. But here's the thing. These were all defined as having value well before Facebook existed. And in a world where delivery is completely random or where delivery is based purely on demand, i.e. email or search or display. Well, when you don't earn delivery, it's 100% valid. If it is completely random, then you need to target your ads with audiences so that you get a better click-through rate based on your CPMs and hopefully you can improve the conversion rate and you'll be able to understand the value of that click by looking at the revenue generated by that traffic. The only problem is in Facebook, delivery is earned based on how people experience the platform. And uh, by the way, check out our playlist right there uh, on how Facebook works so that you can understand a lot more of this in detail because I don't have time to get into it all today. That all being said, the point here is that none of these metrics are valid inside of Facebook because Facebook works completely differently. Facebook is a meritocratical economy. In Facebook, spend is earned based on how somebody experiences the content and Facebook's business models to show people content they want to see. So if you actually want to get better at running ads in Facebook, even at broad targeting, you can look at your 322 ads and begin to understand how Facebook is using them by looking at four primary KPIs. We'll get to those in one second, but let's just debunk these three metrics we talked about earlier. Number one, click-through rate. The easiest way of getting a higher click-through rate is to show your ad to a smaller group of people that are more interested. And the easiest way to get a bad click-through rate is to show your ad to a whole bunch of people. Now here's the thing. You can get a 10% click-through rate on 100 people. That's 10 clicks. You can get a 1% click-through rate on a million people. Well, that's a lot more than 10. Now obviously that's hyperbolic math. The point is the lower your CPMs, the more people are gonna see your content, the lower your click-through rate will be because the lower number in the fraction, the denominator is larger. Even if the numerator is bigger, it doesn't matter because it's a ratio. Anytime somebody tries to convince you information based on a ratio, they're trying to lie to you. Which brings us to conversion rate. Now, conversion rate, how many people clicked on this ad and purchased? Well, well, that's a metric that has absolutely no value because here's the thing. Again, what's the volume and the quality of that click? Where is that person in the funnel? And more importantly, does it matter the conversion rate of that ad if your funnel and your omni-channel marketing mix is profitable? The point is, you're gonna have ads that sit at the top of the funnel and ads that sit on the bottom. Ads that sit on the bottom of the funnel are gonna have a higher conversion rate. Ads that sit on the top are gonna have a lower conversion rate. But ads that sit on the top of the funnel are the things that allow the bottom of funnel ads to have a lot more volume. So you're gonna get a lot of value out of ads that look bad on Facebook because Facebook's spending all the money on the worst ad. And if you turn that ad off, everything goes to shit because all you're doing is drying up the funnel. This is another reason why cost caps destroy businesses and prevent growth. Yes, you can be super profitable with the great ROAS, but you're not actually gonna make more money. And that's a big misnomer, which often brings us down to ROAS. ROAS 
is attributed revenue divided by ad spend. Here's the problem. If you were to turn off your ads today, you're gonna see revenue tomorrow and the next day. You're gonna see revenue probably trickle off for the next week or two. But on those days, your ROAS is effectively infinite, which means money spent today creates revenue seven, 10, 20, 30, 40 days in the future. Which means the revenue you get today is from ad spend from yesterday and a week ago and a month ago. And really why this is a complete misnomer along all sorts of other things. The most simplest way of looking at it is it's a fraction. The numerator on that fraction, revenue, has nothing to do with the denominator, spend. This spend isn't the reason that revenue happened, which means it's a data point that is not actionable because the data isn't correlated. So it basically says, and oh, by the way, that revenue number is usually completely wrong. It's a number that's inaccurate divided by a number that isn't the reason it happened. If that's your definition of success, maybe that is the reason that you're struggling. So that being said, what are the four metrics you actually need to care about? Well, let's unpack all of that right now. All right, so let's pull up this one campaign build using three two twos from our buddy Stephen Bell. Now, if we take a look at this, this is the last seven days. This is a CBO campaign with two 322 ads. We don't have a control environment yet. And if you take a look at this, all we're actually looking at is amount spent, CPM, frequency, and efficiency. In which case this is cost per purchase. Now it could easily be cost per app download or cost per subscription or cost per lead, whatever. So let's take a look at these numbers and first off just go ahead and infer some of the other things now so which of these ads has a better ctr well looking at the cpm and looking at the frequency we're going to basically say on any given day the ctr of these ads is about the same and the reason we know that is because the denominator is basically the same around the overall investment now that being said, the listicle broad competition does have a greater efficiency and that doesn't look like it's a complete misnomer. It's on a decent amount of volume. So we're okay with saying that maybe it's CTR and conversion rate is a little bit better. Also, when it comes to ROAS, well, if the AOV is fairly constant, well then the ROAS of the ad with the lower CPA is better. So if CTR, conversion rate, and ROAS are the end all be all things, we can identify all of that information here. We can also actually see things that matter. And what I mean by that is, let's start to take a look at each one of these columns. And again, this is the four PI analysis. These are the only four metrics that you need to look at. So column number one, spend in a meritocracy what ad earns more spend well in this case the concept of broad competition earns more spend than the concept of narrow now they're both listicles we're not going to get into the ad types because it really doesn't matter but the point that matters is that the spend more heavily indexes towards one of the concepts versus the other now we look at the CPMs. Now, what we have here are CPMs that are basically flat. They're more or less the same, which means when we compare the CPM to the frequency, we're gonna be able to apples to apples understand where Facebook is using these ads in the funnel. Now, since the CPM is the same, we would imagine that the frequency would also be about the same. 
if the ads are being used in the same part of the funnel. Now, when we look at this, what we're actually seeing is that the listicle broad competition has a slightly lower frequency by day on average than the narrow. However, the overall spend is also less. So that probably explains why there's a differential. If you look at the difference in spend, it more or less equates to the difference in frequency. So we can understand that they're basically both sitting in the same parts of the funnel. Now we can take a look at efficacy. What is the efficiency of each one of these? Now, what we're seeing is the top ad, the top concept, the broad competition concept is more efficient than the narrow. So. Let's take a deeper dive into what this all means. So the first thing I want to do, and the reason we're looking at the seven day is we want to see the trend. So the first thing that jumps out to me is that the narrow competition, the CPM seems to be going up every single day. More or less, there's an upward trend, right? It started at 10 something and now it's over 12. Whereas the broad competition started also at like 11 something is not coming in at 13. This tells us that ultimately something in the marketplace for one reason or another is forcing our cost for advertising, the unit economy to get more costly, to get more expensive. While that's happening, something else is happening that's very interesting. The frequency is going down. Now, if the spend was the same, lower frequency would mean that this is going higher in the funnel. Now, since the CPM is going up at the same time that, well, the spend looks to be roughly the same, that means that this ad is being shown to a smaller group of people less often. So it's moving further up the funnel and that it's not being shown to people as often every day, which is shown by the frequency. But it also means that the quality of the user experience is basically getting worse or the market economy on how much it costs to reach people is getting more expensive. So if we know that the spend level is basically the same, but ultimately has a negative trend, like there's no 2000 one day and 500 the next, but it does look like the average spend each day is basically a little bit less. And at the same time, we're hitting people more often and it's more expensive to reach them. We can tell that there's an overall inefficiency in our marketing. Now we can get into understanding how to solve very specific problems because we know something very clear. Because we know three things to be true. Number one, our ads are fairly constant in where they sit in the funnel. And we'll talk about where that is in just a minute. Number two, the unit economics for advertising with these concepts to our market is going up. And number three, the overall efficiency is kind of static, right? Like it's volatile, but we know where we're more or less gonna net out by concept. And all of that means that we have all the information we need to make actionable insights. So let's get into the actionable insights. First off, where in the funnel are these ads? We know that these ads are mid to bottom funnel. And the reason we know that is by the frequency and by the CPM compared against each other. So for instance, on the 25th of August, the broad competition, 21% of people saw that ad twice. That means 20% or 21% of our spend was retargeting. On the narrow competition, it was closer to 30. For your little cheat sheet at home, if you wanna make one, and we'll throw this up on the screen. If you're over a 1.25, you are a bottom funnel ad. That is basically meaning that you're spending a sizable amount of your budget hitting the same people over and over again. And what that means is 
it's likely that your CPMs are going to rise. Because you're reaching a small amount of people more often, you're creating more of a net negative experience. Because remember, retargeting forces bad experiences because most of the people in your retargeting audience have already made the decision to not buy. If you have anything close to even a 5% conversion rate out of your retargeting audience, that's phenomenal. But it means 95% of the people in there have already decided to not make a purchase, which means it's a very ineffective audience to go after. It also means that you're not growing the size of your funnel. So also on our cheat sheet, we can say anything between like a 1.15 and a 1.25, that's basically mid funnel. And anything less than a 1.1, that's top of funnel, that's prospecting. And you might say, well, look, he's spending nearly $200. I've spent $2,000 and gotten like a 1.02, which means, at two grand, at 20 grand, that ad reached people more than once, only 2% of the time. That ad is massively filling the funnel. That ad is creating incremental lift across all channels. Now that ad probably has a worse CPA and that's totally fine because it's providing more opportunity to all of the other ads with better CPA. So now that we know all of that, let's take this very specific experience and let's try to solve three different problems. Problem number one that we might wanna solve is that it looks like our results are basically staying the same, but we're reaching less people. So our efficiency is getting better, but odds are if we keep this running, our spend is gonna have to keep coming down because our overall revenue is getting worse because we're reaching less people with our business model amplification device. Basically, Facebook CPMs are going up, so we're reaching less people. Our frequency with that is also going up, which means we're reaching less people more often, which means that what we're seeing from search and email and organic direct is drying up really fast. This is one of the really bad sides of things like cost caps Advantage Plus, because they index in doing this thing for you. Like that's their unfair advantage. That's what they do is they drive your funnel and get you the most efficient results. So if our problem here is that we're ultimately drying up the funnel, our best solution is going to be creative testing specifically to try to find an ad with a daily frequency below a 1.15 or below a 1.1. We need a prospecting ad. Basically what we have here is two mid-funnel concepts. What that means is, again, the volume of sales per day is gonna have to come down and the sales that you do get are less incremental. So Facebook might still maintain the same ROAS, but your revenue continues to drop. And this is one of the reasons why I say, fuck ROAS, because if you chase ROAS, your business will look great, better and better and better, right up until you have to shut your door. ROAS is a bad metric. And we can also say probably the conversion rate and the click-through rate of these ads is getting better and better because we're reaching fewer people more often which means we're only reaching the people that are super interested, which means these ads as concepts appeal to somebody that's already market aware. They're already hitting the mid funnel of the total addressable market, and that's great. But if we wanna be able to spend more money so that these ads, instead of having higher CPMs and higher frequencies, where that CPA, yeah, it's getting better, but it's ultimately gonna dry up in its overall volume. If we wanna give these more opportunity, we need to test and create prospecting. Now. That's one solution. Let's go and flip it the complete opposite way. So let's take a look at this and say, well, maybe the reason this is happening is because we don't have any ad to come in and be that second touch. These were all retargeting ads because they have to be, which we can also see in the data because the ads are indexing lower and lower in the funnel and that CPM is rising higher and higher. What if we said, look, 
instead of trying to feed the funnel by going upper funnel, what if instead we made something very specifically to be that second touch, which would force these ads further up the funnel? In that case, we would try to go after an ad that would represent with a higher daily frequency, a higher CPM and a better cost per result. Because the golden rule, lower CPM, lower frequency, lower efficiency, more opportunity. And inversely, higher CPM, higher frequency, higher efficiency, lower opportunity, lower incremental lift, lower overall revenue at what looks better on the platform. So solution number two here might be to create ads that very specifically talk to folks that have looked at these two ads and try to absolutely close the deal, which means that these ads no longer have to be used as retargeting ads and Facebook can instead start to put them back closer to where they were when they began in this data set and start to push these ads further up in the funnel. Now, we have to also take into account when we're looking at frequency and CPMs, we have to take into account the overall spend level. So you might say, well, this ad frequency is lower, but if the spend is half as much, you have to think if the spend was twice as much, that frequency is also gonna be a lot higher. So frequency is relative to ad spend. So you're gonna see me sometimes say things like, the frequency is getting worse or going up, even though the number is less. But that's because the ad spend went from 164 to 80. So if we're spending half as much money, but that frequency went from a 1.2 to a 1.17, what do you think is gonna happen when we spend twice as much money? So these are relative terms, and I really wanna drive that home. Now, the third thing that we can focus on here is trying to understand these ads are basically doing the same job. So do we need both? The solution to this might also be to take the best post IDs of both of these, maybe the best one or two post IDs of both of these ad sets, throw them in a winner's ad set, a control ad set, and then test to make something that's top of funnel and something that might be bottom of funnel. And just see, what can we do better? Because here's the thing, these ads are both basically doing the same job. However, the narrow is doing that job worse. So the question ultimately becomes, do we need both of them? now? Generally speaking, if you already have a winner's ad set and it's already got ads and these are competing with it, we would say, hey, look, maybe you don't even need either one of them. But because we don't have a controlled environment, we could take a look at these two ads and say, these are very well established mid funnel ads. Awesome. Now what I need to do is determine for my business, am I trying to leverage this and make it more efficient because I'm not running search and my email isn't strong and I really just want to leverage Facebook to be as profitable as possible because my overall net budget is basically stacked. Well, in that case, let's combine all of these and try to make bottom of funnel ads. If our business model situation is, hey, Facebook is sitting on top of search, on top of organic, we have an influencer campaign, we've got really strong email, and really what we wanna do is leverage this to grow the overall funnel, to grow the overall opportunity because our budget can go up if our results are there. Well, now we have a very clear operation of how do we focus on building ads that sit more top of funnel. And again, for the record, to wrap this up, there are some pretty constant trends when it comes to where ads sit in the funnel by ad type. Overall, square images, tend to be used as retargeting ads more often by the platform for two reasons. One, they're available in more inventory. Basically, a square ad can be shown everywhere. It can be shown in Reels, shown in Instagram, Facebook, desktop, mobile, display network, it can go anywhere. A full screen vertical video, on the other hand, well, it's not eligible for a lot of ad placements. 
So just by sheer inventory, that ad will tend to sit higher in the funnel, whereas a square image will sit lower in the funnel. Also, images tend to be less eye-catching than videos. So images are only effective at stopping the scroll if somebody's already aware of something, which means an image ad is only gonna get attention if somebody's already aware of it, which means by just definition, that ad will probably be more of a retargeting ad than a prospecting ad. Now, here's the little twist, and there's two of them. Number one, sometimes that image ad that's a retargeting ad could be a top of funnel ad because you're retargeting the rest of your total addressable market. You might do a very good job with an image ad of comparing yourself to competitors. And it could be a conquesting ad that basically stops the scroll of everybody that's in market, but they might not know who you are. And us versus them ads tend to sit higher in the funnel, especially if you make them like four by five. And if you make those videos, well, they tend to sit even higher in the funnel because you're not telling somebody why you're great. You're not telling somebody why they should overcome an objection they have with you. You're telling somebody that you exist to overcome an objection they have with somebody else. And that can be the first touch and can absolutely crush. The other little fun wrinkle is that longer videos tend to sit lower in the funnel because the people that are interested in watching a two minute long founder video aren't the people that don't know who you are. They're the folks that are looking for a reason to make a sale, to take an action. And so in Facebook's business model of retention of attention for profit and giving people a positive user experience, those videos tend to be excellent at solving a mid funnel problem, sometimes even a bottom funnel problem. So when you're trying to overcome issues, understand when you're doing a creative test, you're trying to solve a problem, you're conducting a test. And with that, you need to understand what problem you have. And CTR won't tell you. Conversion rate won't tell you. ROAS won't tell you. Hook rate won't tell you. All of the other metrics that people talk about won't tell you what your problem actually is other than our ROAS isn't good enough. Or when we spend more, our performance gets worse. That's not actionable information. That's just saying, hey, the sun is out. Is it warm? I don't know, I can see the sun. Basically you're telling me it's not raining. Do I need a coat? I don't know. It's useless information. It doesn't answer the question that I have. In this case, with these ads, what we know is we have two very strong mid funnel options. So if we want to improve the efficiency of the ad account, we need to find something that comes in and overcomes the objections that people have around these ads to sit lower in the funnel than these ads to push these ads further up the funnel and ultimately bring down our overall blended CPA on Facebook. But that might come at the expense of overall volume in an omni-channel fashion. We're gonna get, we're gonna make Facebook look better and better and better, but we're gonna reduce the volume of opportunity to far more efficient channels. The other option, and probably the one I would go with because I'm a brand growth guy, I'm not a profitability on small spend, I'm a let's overcome the problem of small spend and grow this business kind of guy. Let's focus on an upper funnel ad that allows these mid funnel ads to have more opportunity. If we had a prospecting ad that came in at like a 1.05 or a 1.1, and let's say it got 50% of the budget, and it came in at like, I don't know, a 40, you'd say, man, that ad sucks and it's getting all the spend. Sure, but if I can afford a 35, and what happens is it allows my $30 ad to get way more spend, because I've also maybe aligned that top of funnel ad to speak to the people that $30 ad speaks to, well, now I've just leveraged that $30 CPA and given it more opportunity. Plus, I'm growing my organic direct, I'm growing my search, I'm growing my email, because I'm reaching more people. Odds are, 
in that case, if my frequency is a 1.1, 1.05, my CPMs are gonna be in the eight or nine dollar range. So I'm also reaching 20, 30% more people with every dollar. So not only am I reaching more people, I'm reaching them less often, so I'm reaching more net in new individuals. I'm growing the size of the funnel, which also is letting these ads that have been proven to work at a certain level of efficiency to have more opportunity. And if we wanna grow the business, it's about providing the most stable, projectable front end that amplifies the more effective marketing channels so that we can, in a more stable and projectable fashion, acquire future cash flow at a profit. That's how Facebook ads work. So, if you're looking at metrics besides spend, CPM, frequency, and efficiency, you're not looking at anything that actually tells you what's going on. And most of that information, well, it's gonna steer you in the wrong direction. So with that being said, I hope this kind of makes for PI analysis more interesting and more actionable for you. If you have any questions about stuff, please drop them down below. You'll see links to all sorts of things. Again, big shout out to Steven for letting me showing this ad account. I appreciate it. If you wanna be a part of it, let me know and I'll feature you in one of these coming up in the future. If you have any other questions or other things you would like me to do more features on, please let me know. And down below, you'll see links to the MBA program. You'll see links to the newsletter. You'll see links for all of this stuff that I've got. This wonderful hat is now for sale. So check it out. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet.